we're back again here at the Batch League 3. That's what you're listening to, if you weren't sure. This is the Batch League 3, the only Bachelor podcast where we make our own sound effects. <laughs> My name is Maddie Sedler. If you're just joining us for the first time today in week five of Katie's season, uh, maybe go back and listen to week one. And no, don't. This is fine. If you quit your accidentally, stay a while. <laughs> I guess that's true, too. I should not discourage people from listening to our <laughs> podcast. Um, but my name is Maddie Sedler. I am a Bachelor super fan first, producer, actor, writer, content person i made you some content i guess person (laughs) second i want to do this full time please uh listen to this so that i can do this all the time um i'm here with two of my very special friends um one of which is not rachel rachel is on tour because she's a famous comedian and uh we're just her friends who talk to her about the bachelor and we are filling in for her her today yes we just like hanging out with her and she makes time for us which is the most important part but i'm here today with my other co-host my very good friend my roommate my roommate uh i don't want to say your name because i want you to introduce yourself but there's a whole bit anyway Take it away. You can say it after. Hi, this is Sarah, co-host with the most not scary, creepy ghost, Hill. <laughs> That's my favorite I'm a, one. Thank you. Thank you. I just made it up randomly because I was like, oh shit, I need this. Um, I am a actor, singer, overall a creative person. Sometimes, maybe in the future time, that'll include producing. Um, dreams are dreams, people. Dreams are dreams. Live the dreams. Why did why did anybody let me have like my adult card? I don't know. <laughs> like what's happened? Why does anybody let me be an adult? I, I don't know, know how we got here. I don't know how we got here either, but I know how this person got here because we asked her to be here. Uh, we have our very special friend, league member, not league winner yet, no. but you know the tides are changing they are this not. season. Never. <laughs> Emily Bystrack. <laughs> I'm not Rachel. Um, <laughs> it's nice to be here. I'm very excited. A um, little bit about me. I just started doing GBP shows because I was lonely. <laughs> and it was really fun. And I like to act and I like to write. And I also, in my spare time, am a public health professional. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And Thank for, you for your service. Those of you who don't know, GBP is our theater company that all of us are a part of because we <laughs> need attention at all times. Um, wow. How about we're people who want to create and put beautiful art yeah. in the All right, all right. Jesus, we got to tear us down. The lowest level of we, what they're doing. We they're are a smallest percentage. A community platform for, like, artists Listen, listen, listen. typically get Local artists. Do you, wanna, do you want to lie to our 11 listeners that we have on this podcast? These are, as far as I'm concerned, our best friends. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. Um, wow. Most of them are GBP members, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't care this is very about true. you talking about this is very us true. like that. Hi, Sarah. I'm really, I know you listen to me. Hi, Sam. So we are in week five of Katie's season of The Bachelorette. Um, And before we get there, just a little bit about Emily. Emily, what was your first season of The Bachelor? Oh, my gosh. My first season of The Bachelor was Claire and Tayshia's season. Uh, What a mess. Very dramatic way to start. Um, I'm honestly, I'll have to say I, starting with Claire, I was like, wow, this woman is the villain of her own season. This is shockingly <laughs> uncomfortable to watch. How dare you say this about Claire I'm so on this sorry. podcast? I just really was not a Claire stan. I still 
actually am not a Claire's fan. I'm so sorry. Madison's team name is oh, hashtag Team Claire. I know, I know. This is, I'm going to be, this will be the last time you're hearing from me. Um, nah, bro, I'm, uh, I'm on the fence with Claire, too. But Tasha leaps and bounds, the most beautiful person ever to exist. Like, yep. just every time I see her, she takes my breath away. I noticed watching tonight's episode that she takes the men's breath away. Like, they all react as if she's their bachelorette <laughs> and she's not truly wouldn't you though <laughs> i would i would always, oh my always, gosh forever. i love Tasha so much like uh, we're a Tasha stan household we literally say yeah. this every single time on the podcast but we're always like oh, Tasha is so great and Even, i yeah. love her Tasha got half a season and i still think she's one of the best bachelorettes it's ever. true yeah it's true i'll be honest with you as somebody who's like watched the show for a while like i watched parts of rachel's season rachel Lindsay's season i watched all of becca's season it was my first like real season i watched mm-hmm. all together um then i watched hannah b's season and i was like oh we need like a good bachelorette after that one because i was not a big hannah b fan and then we had Claire, and I wanted to like Claire so much. And then I went on my Claire journey, uh, and here we are today. But Tasha was that was the point where I was like, oh my god, thank God we have somebody. We have like a fun bachelorette, even though the season was kind of like all over the place because of it being at La Quinta and <laughs> them being in quarantine and Chris Harrison running back and forth through all of the dates and making that man work for his paycheck for once. Um, to really have. A bachelorette who believed in what the show was, who like understood the process and like followed the rules, but did it in her own way was like really refreshing to have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Katie brings that same kind of energy. Yeah, Katie does have a really good energy. I mean, nobody nobody beats you first, and Tasha <laughs> has this special place in my heart for sure. I will say, like so many people tell me when I talk about how I love Becca Kufrin so much because she was my first like full on bachelorette. Everyone's just like, she's not that shiny or sparkly. And I'm like, how dare you say this about my friend Becca? Becca, she's the one that got dumped by Ari and then had her own season. Yes. Becca. Oh, I like Becca a lot. I watch bits and pieces of her season. She's really great. I don't let anyone tell you she's not. I love, love, love Becca Kufrin. And I hope the rumors are true. And I hope that she's in paradise because it's setting a whole new uh, precedent for paradise that leads can go to paradise. And that's all I've ever wanted is to see more (laughs) Becca Kufrin on my screen. Anyway, Becca, be my friend. Um, (laughs) So Katie season week five, we're going to do the whole recap with Emily today, dear listener, because we're down a co-host. So (laughs) we start off this day. We are back to format. Yes, we know you love format. <sighs> you Truly, know. I do too. It's so much cleaner. I hate when we don't end on a rose ceremony. And I hate even more when a rose ceremony happens in the middle of an episode. Like, we did not have time to build to this drama. I hate when it's at the beginning. I hate when it's anywhere but at anywhere. the end. Oh, because God, that's, yeah. the, that's the climax of the whole episode, is. is the rose ceremony. Like, we're all here sitting here watching and waiting to see who will go home this week you, you don't never have to leave anyone waiting to climax as you know <laughs> as, as we discussed know. last week but it's one of those things too where it's like every other show you don't see america's next top model messing with that format tyra's handing out those things at the end of the episode that's, that's true. the whole thing there might and, be like occasionally a twist where two people go home like on master chef but like or two people stay nobody yeah. goes home but like the format 
doesn't change. The format works, people. Don't break what, or don't fix what's not broken. Mm -hmm. Like, keep that. We love a good format. The format's there for a reason. It's, it, it's the storytelling aspect of the whole show. You can't put it in the beginning. Um, you can keep it fresh without moving where it is. Yeah. It doesn't need to move. Anyway, so we're back to regular format. I know we go on like 45 <laughs> minutes of story structure here at The Batch League 3. Um, but we're back at the format. Um, we get the first date card. Um, but before that, Taisha comes in. And tells all of the men. Oh, wait. First of all, she looks Real amazing. Quick, hold on. I actually want to say before that, it, was anybody else picking up on the men's, like, summer camp vibes of, like... Oh, they're bromances. They're, like, bromancing. They're, like, giving each other massages. They're Greg, walking on each other's backs. Yeah, Greg and Connor B were, like, spooning, like, so touch-deprived. They're, like, holding each other. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> mad about it. I love to see bros, like, being, you know, platonically... Um, <laughs> No, I What's like it. What's the word I'm looking for? Just, like, platonic Affectionate. Affectionate. Like, yeah. that's... I feel like we need to normalize that. And I'm so glad that all these dudes, like... Katie has really good she dudes. She has such <laughs> a good she group of dudes. such good dudes. And, like, it's so funny because I make the, um... Like, this was this episode in four pictures without context. Like, every <laughs> week um, after the episode's over. And I try to think back and, like, remember, like, okay, what is the big things that happened this week? We have a group date. What was that? We have two one-on-ones what were those maybe some drama was going on and i couldn't think of anything better to put in there than connor and greg <laughs> yes. cuddling on the couch and i'm like i know this is from the episode but like it's this perfect. sums up it's like perfect. these men i love it true same kind <laughs> of two, like sad looking cats <laughs> yeah. because out of two. the whole cast of men they, they both the consistently have resting sad face <laughs> as do. our friend katie thurston would say once yes. said I, I just think it's, they're so funny. They're, they're such good guys for the most part. You have, like, the shit starters and everything, but, like, for the most part, <coughs> Chase really, really good <laughs> mm -hmm. dudes. And I want to talk a little bit about the dynamics of this episode as we, like, talk further into it. Because we do start with Taisha coming in and telling the men that Blake mm -hmm. is joining them. And the very first dynamic of this of this show that I picked up on that changed later is that the men were all against Blake being here, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and I was a little nervous that, not because I love Blake or anything, we can get into that, <laughs> but like that they would unionize as they've been doing as a unit <laughs> Um, as the bee colony that they are, <laughs> vote Blake out of the house like this is Survivor or some mm -hmm. shit. Um, because they were all not thrilled that he was here. Can I just say that I, one, didn't enjoy that it was Taisha who told them. Mm -hmm. um, she also didn't tell them who it was. Agreed. And then two, you have Blake coming in, feeling like he has to give this speech yeah. to everybody, and then being like, oh, I wrote this down uh, exactly. Uh, well, you know, this is the best case scenario for me. Um, which, you know, did, he didn't make any friends. Yeah. And all of these men are bros. So like, I, there was so much tension. I told I told Emily I was like, you could cut this tension with a really cheap spoon, like a plastic wiggly spoon. Honestly, it was horrible. It's, and then the speech that Blake made didn't make anybody feel any better. They I were just, just more angry. What I'll never understand about this, because we've seen it happen before, of like people coming in midway mm -hmm. through while the men are already settled, and like, why is it your 
girlfriend, girlfriend, air quotes, is already dating like 25 other men. Why do you all gang up on this one new man? She's already dating all of these other men. I don't understand but why they don't like the new guy. I because really don't. they have had to. This is like when a new person comes in on like MasterChef or um, what, what, other, what other? I can't it's think of what other shows. But like, so <laughs> not quite the same. It's thing. a little <laughs> bit like it's a little bit like um, they've already gone through four rose ceremonies and they've survived four rose ceremonies. So here we have someone who hasn't built a relationship with Katie, hasn't, um, you know, built a relationship with anybody in the house and isn't, is maybe here for the right reasons or maybe not because he's been when two other bachelorettes. I know. I know. So like, this makes sense to me that I they're mean, upset. I'm going to stop, you, I'm gonna stop you right here though and say, just say one name for you. Michelle. Michelle walks in yeah. what week two of Matt James's season and you're going to tell me week two. This is week Five. But you're gonna tell me that like all those girls were mean to them. If we recall, Queen Victoria literally took the crown off of a girl's head. <laughs> um, Anna was talking about how one girl was a sex worker on television. Yes. Um, like these were girls who were, I mean, way worse to these women mm-hmm. than any of the men were gonna be to Blake oh, at, yeah. in any I capacity. That, I just wanna say also, oh, I'm sorry. So I'm just gonna say, Sarah, to your point, like, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I would, I didn't like anyone on Matt James' season until Michelle walked into the room for him. Mm-hmm. I really, truly thought that she was the best pick for him. And I'd rather have people coming in halfway through to then have that kind of potential be explored. Because at the end of the day, for Katie, maybe not necessarily for Matt, but for Katie, she is looking for a forever partner. And mm-hmm. isn't it better to bring somebody new in, be like, you know what? I'm glad I explored yeah. this. Not for me. Or glad I explored this. Totally for me. Than to drag these guys along and then have in the back of your head, what if? Yeah. No, I don't fault Katie at all for bringing Blake in. I don't think that that was a bad thing to do. I just think it's kind of childish that the men are like, this new kid, we already got like our four square kickball <laughs> unit. We don't want to let this new kid play. I just, I don't know. It, it just seems like if your relationship is solid, why would you be mad at a new guy coming in? And also Master Chef. It's a, it's, a, it's a technical competition. Like, I can see, like, your skills and stuff matter. Oh, but this, this is, is a mind game competition. This is just Are you about joking? It's reality television. With Katie. Like, you're I not, disagree like, on that. You're not closer to earning your own restaurant by coming in week five of The Bachelor. Yeah. You're it's, closing, I closer think to it's, finding your forever person. I, I think it's certainly <laughs> dating shows versus, like, top model or like friends it was just a comparison i, I know but i, I but it, it just it's one of those like love is bl- if it was like love is blind or like love island or even bachelor in paradise which is like formatted differently but it's like the same concept like it's just it's very different so it's different on like the circle they bring people in halfway through because it's a social game. Right. Big Brother, if they brought somebody in halfway through, it would be at a huge disadvantage right. to the person. So I just feel like... So for me, I I understand where you're coming from. These men should feel secure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they have all formed relationships with Katie. And for me, even with my group of friends, I don't... I have to, like, test out newcomers because I'm uncomfortable, I don't trust you, I don't know you, and now you're in here trying to be best friends with my best friends, and I don't like that. So, like, 
guess I, I hear it. But again, she will only live with one of them. And yeah. like the men, none of them are really friends if they're all trying to marry Katie. Like, they, but they are friends. I don't, I don't know if that's true or necessarily true either, Emily, because like a lot of the people who are have been on past seasons, not in recent years, but further back, have said that like, you know, I didn't end up with the lead, but I came out with Truly lifelong friends. Honestly. That is sweet. It is part of the show. Our good pal um, and future best friend Bennett, (laughs) he hangs out with a lot of dudes from his season. That is true. I understand. And, like, Becca and Rachel, I know, were really good friends. Um, Even though Becca won her season, she said there was a little bit of animosity with her and some of the girls because she won. But, like, there were they still talked and like showed up on her season for her and everything like that too. So like, so I think, I think it's, they do form like true friendships. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm naive to the ways of, of the back friendships. It's so one of those why. when you're in the trenches with like <laughs> your friends, like, I don't know if you've worked in like a restaurant or something like that, where you're like all kind of in this weird, crazy situation <laughs> together. Even if you on the street, you wouldn't have picked them out as your friend. Like you're in this. It's a mild <laughs> form of shared trauma. Exactly. Like, at the end of my shift at like TJ Maxx, one of the shift workers got married out into a better life. <laughs> I don't think I would be as friendly. Did, that's with the so shift workers. right, but that's the lead as a, or the person it. who wins, as opposed to like the the guys who don't necessarily win sure. or the girls who don't necessarily like win the season. <laughs> um, and I I honestly think that also has something to do with their confidence and security in themselves sure. to be able to say like we were all on the show together, we you know fought over the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still pals. Yes, yeah. emotional intelligence does play a really big part in that. Yes. Noah, where are you? Why are you not hanging out with any of the guys? Don't think I don't see that. Noah, come on the podcast and defend yourself. <laughs> I, I think, isn't he going to be on Paradise? Noah? Yeah. I have no idea. I, 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 I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we make ourselves <laughs> That means somebody else is laughing, too. Hopefully. Um, but before they go on the date, Katie does come in and, like, let the yeah. guys, like, air out their grievances for a little bit. You could hear a pin drop in that room. Yeah, she was like, hey, guys, how do you feel? Crickets. Nothing. I Nothing. Mean, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be, like, <clears throat> so glad. <laughs> they're also not going to be like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> that would be unsettling. Even worse. Uh-huh. I mean, that would be the truth, though. They were not happy. Yeah. Um, did, it, did it escape anyone else's attention that the minute Blake walked in, Aaron was like, Blake. I know, like, Aaron's a real hardcore Aaron fan. There's knows one. everyone. Yeah. There's always one. There's always one Bachelor superfan in the mix, and yeah. now we know who it is. It's, it's Aaron. Aaron yeah. And I, th- you know what? Makes a lot of sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. The role that he's playing this season, and the attitude that he has towards the other men, and all of this, like, I'm gonna pick a fight with literally everybody and kick everyone out of the house. It's very reality TV. It's he's very... For it. I think Aaron may think he's on Big Brother. Anyway. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> we get onto Blake's date, um, where they are horseback riding, um, and I don't know. I want to believe they were like, okay, Blake, do you have any fears? And he was like, just horses. And they were like, okay, we will take that into account. Oh, 100%. <laughs> what do we do in New Mexico? <laughs> We've talked about this about during Juan Pablo season, and it's like, okay, what's the most traumatic thing that we can do to these women they filled out their questionnaires. We have all of their fears. Let's put them in situations that they have to explore that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like that's definitely what happened. And um, they had to ride horses, which I thought was, like, nice. They sure. did that at um, La Quinta. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which is weird, because La Quinta is in California. Yes? And yes. mostly concrete. Yeah. That's why it's weird. Here they're in nature. Here they're, like, walking it's through the desert. It's more natural to see a horse there, mm-hmm. I think That's is what true. I mean. <laughs> because they were stuck on La Quinta, like, the hotel, they were, mm-hmm. like, riding around the hotel with a horse. And now they're just kind of, like... perfectly normal. Yeah. They're, like, going through the desert on a horse with no name. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, there's a BoJack Horseman joke in here somewhere, but I'm not going to be able to make it. I don't have the brain power. Um, <laughs> Bo Blake Horseman? No, that's no. not it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they do that. They make out in hay for a really long time. Yeah, I'm not sure what the point of this date was except to just ride horses. I understand yeah. the point of the date was he's new and she needs to it's get to new. know him. Yeah. I wish, I wish, had I been the Bachelorette, I would have said... I'll go on my first one-on-one, have my group date, and then do Blake's one-on-one and have him be last Mm -hmm. because I don't want the men to, like, feel weird about that. Yeah, he shouldn't have gotten a a one-on-one right away. No. It could have been the second one. Just wait for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And then once the group date comes out, like, everybody's going to know that he gets the last one, but, like... Show the men that, like, hey, I see you, you're here. You've put in the more time with me. You've put in the effort, and I want you to know that, like, I appreciate you so i'm gonna give you the respect of giving you the first date Mm -hmm. and i wish that she was the one who came out and told yeah that that blake was here um i mean i love to see taisha you guys know i love to see taisha as much taisha as humanly possible (laughs) i just want to see shows where taisha picks things from now on like Mm -hmm. picks a dog buys a a hairdresser yeah just let me watch taisha go through a selection process oh 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 perfect idea because (laughs) her and zach are engaged uh, Tasha's wedding oh, registry. God. I would watch just the show. I would eat that. Watch house. them buy a house. I would watch yeah. all like, of it. Yeah, house I'd watch Hunters, all of it. Just Tasha and Zach. Yeah, yeah. Tasha and Zach do mundane version. things. Yes. I'm like into I, it. I would watch that. But anyways, I digress. So what I meant by like I don't see the point. I get I get why they have the date. I just to me horseback riding is like. It gives them time to talk though. Sure, but they didn't do anything fun. I loved the the second date. We won't get there, but I loved the second date because there was more substance to me. It was an activity that, like, involved not just talking. I feel like we saw more of it, too, because I'm sitting here thinking, and I didn't take notes. I can't think of anything. I can't think of nothing. I took no notes on that. And I know sometimes that's a good thing, but not in this case. (laughs) It was not memorable. No. Yeah. Um, The dinner portion was memorable. Well, they made out in some hay, which... You know, I don't know if either of you have ever sat on a bale of hay. It's not comfortable. I'm, it yeah. sucks. I'm allergic to hay. Oh, my God. I'm allergic to hay. What if, theory, theory time, <laughs> what if Blake brought home all of this hay and Hunter's allergic to hay and that's why he was snorting the whole episode? Ooh, Maybe. Well, I want to believe that that's what happened. <laughs> that's what I have happened. not noticed Hunter snorting at all until He's, this episode. Yeah, he was snorting a lot. And I was like, Sir, but it, it's allergy season, I guess. Yeah. In um, New Mexico. In New Mexico. Six is months ago. allergy season in? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that side of the, the U.S. is uh, just a whole, a whole mystery to me. Um, <laughs> I So the night portion was, I like to watch them talk in a setting like this. Yeah. Because I feel like I can pay more attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk over dinner, and Katie tells him about her um, sexual abuse um, situation and like kind of what you went through and we don't get as much information as we did the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to me, I don't know about you guys, but it seems this time it seemed like she didn't want to go into it. She didn't want to name it like she did in the 
I think that what was interesting to me was that I am not sure if everyone knows about this because I don't remember who was as on that date. As far as we know, they don't. Only yeah. the people on the date. Only the people on the date. Now. So it's interesting to me that this was how she chose to answer the question because she didn't have to go into this again, right? Because we, as the audience, know her story. Half the men, like, know her story. Because I know Greg wasn't on that date, so I'm sitting here thinking, like, does Greg even know about this? He's, like, a front runner. Um, The fact that she even, like, opened up to Blake at all was, like, very interesting to me, especially on a first one-on-one. That's so intimate. Honestly, So I wonder if it's not so much she didn't want to, as opposed to, like, he wasn't being vulnerable with her, whereas on the, like, circle time date, they were all being vulnerable with her, so it felt more comfortable and more, like, safe, I guess. Sure. But she still wanted to bring it up because she did. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody's forcing her to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think she yeah. felt like that is the genuine answer to this question um, that, like, asked, like, how did you come to be so sex positive? It seems like, from what Katie was saying, like, that story is intertwined with having that experience and, like, that growth of coming to terms with it not being her fault and, like, finding a healthy relationship with sex. Do you have um, any insight on uh, being sex positive, considering you're a public health worker? <laughs> public health person, specifically background, yeah. on sexual health? Yeah. Um, well, I think that, you know, something, I know we're jumping back a few episodes, but something that always stands out to me is that sex positivity isn't just being like, woo, sex all the time, crazy sex, every way you want it. It's like knowing what you are comfortable with and want and like projecting that out to your partners and not shaming other people for what they want. And so that's why I was actually really moved by, was it Mike? Mike P. Mike P. Um, you know, expressing to Katie on that group date that he hadn't had sex and, like, his reasoning why. Because, like, that is also sex positivity, mm-hmm. even though it is very much at the opposite end of the spectrum of what we might think of as sex positivity. Um, so just that it comes in all shapes, flavors, and forms. Um, yeah, generally that's not what you think of when you think of sex positivity because it's on the other end of the spectrum. The thing about Mike P that stands out to me a little bit more so than the other men who are like proclaimed virgins on the show is that the other ones always have seemed to like kind of slut shame the leads Mm -hmm. because they're like, and that is not sex that positive. That is not sex positive. Yes. Whereas he's kind of like, you know, I get it. I just don't want to do it. And that's that's what sets him apart from everybody else. He doesn't like dessert. Don't trust a man who doesn't yeah, like dessert. That, that's the deal breaker. That's the deal breaker there. But I just feel like we give him a lot of crap and we make a lot of jokes. But, like, this guy really at the end of the day is not Luke P., who I know both of you do not know intimately. <laughs> you will. We'll watch Hannah B. season together. But... It, it he doesn't he doesn't ever like look at Katie any less because she wants to have sex and because that's a big part of her life. I'm interested to see going forward because he is moving on to next week and as we get closer to like fantasy suites and hometowns, how that's going to affect the rest of the process for them, mm-hmm. the rest of the journey for them. Um, but as of right now, I think that he's doing an okay job navigating that right now i think yeah i think i i I guess it's more like a i don't really think about him all that much um because it's not like he's on my team um (laughs) and also like it's not like he's making any waves yet but i think that that's gonna come up as something that it's it's probably gonna become a conflict at some point Mm -hmm. and it'll be how he navigates that conflict Mm mm-hmm 
that matters. So um, we're back on a date with uh, Blake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have this conversation, and Blake is like, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Pulled a real Matt James. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And said, you know, I would never judge you. He said all the, the things that, you know, a good person would say. Mm-hmm. All the right um, things. Yeah. Uh, and then they <laughs> get up, and they go to this area with a stage where a random country singer is singing um and he's singing a song called memorize you and um yeah memorize you Mm -hmm. and uh she thinks it's the perfect song because they're connecting really well um and i i don't personally blake's not for me i don't trust him (laughs) some about him i don't trust that was my next question it's like hey blake stan or no so i wouldn't go so far as to say i am a blake stan um and I, I know that we have some very much not like stands here with us tonight. <laughs> but I just, I feel like, I don't know. I understand that he, this is technically his third Bachelorette, but it, he was technically only on one season. Nope, he could have left. And I, I know, I get it, but a lot of men <laughs> didn't leave. And I don't know, like, I just, I feel like whenever someone from a past season comes on to a current season, it does give me vibes that they're just trying to stay relevant. But, like, I don't necessarily, right off the bat, don't like him. That's that's all I'll say. And I also, I like his blue eyes. I like his mutton chops. I like his I like his Canadian accent. I like his Do big, you enjoy his bald patch? I like his big, burly body. And I don't care about his bald patch because I, I actually think he has kind of a good personality. Okay, I'm not a, I wouldn't say I'm a stan, but I just kind of like You're describing all the things of a stan. I just kind of like him. It's so divisive on, like, um, Twitter and on Instagram um, people either love or hate this guy, and I am not a Blake fan. I do think that he's a bachelorette chaser. I'm. I understand that like a lot of people stayed on Tasha season or um Claire, Claire and Tasha season after Claire left, but Blake made it a point to DM Claire before he started the season. He made this whole big show about how into Claire he was, just like Jason did, mm-hmm. and Jason left jason Jason was heartbroken jason was like i am gonna go home because i was all in on this one girl and now i just can't like separate my feelings enough to do this and blake was like nah man gonna stay (laughs) then he was all in for Tasha, and then that didn't work out and then he dms katie before the season even starts saying like good job on your season or whatever the hell he said that it just all feels very like because, come on, who else from Matt James' season was going to get a spot in Bachelorette? It was Katie and Michelle were, like, the two people that people Honestly, were like. Yeah. Of course. But she did do a good job. And, like, I don't know. Like, is it bad to just let her know she did a good job? And, like, I uh, feel like. So, okay. <laughs> but are you. Okay. No. Is it bad? Depending on what your intention is, is it bad to say good job? I don't know. No. Can you know what his intention Yes. <laughs> so he's on the show, Emily. <laughs> For me. Feel, okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just was going to say, like, I just feel like if I could put myself in Blake's shoes with the end of Claire. Like, okay, you were all in on this woman, but you saw that she did not really give you the time of day. And you came on this show to find love. And then, excuse me, Tasha walks in. Who is going to say no to a chance at love with Tasha? I don't care. Jason. Okay, well, good well, for Jason. Jason. I think if Jason came um, back on a different season, he could go for Tasha. I don't think Every Jason's ever coming back. No, but could you go for I mean. Tasha. Are you kidding? Sure. She's the most beautiful woman. 
I just feel like, you know, you see that this person that you were invested in wasn't invested in you, and you still have this opportunity to find love with someone who's now showing up for you. Okay, why but not then, give it a try? then why the third season? So, regardless of that, right? <laughs> what my point about Blake is this feels like a pattern. He messaged Claire before the show, which is against the rules. He did not get in trouble. He ended up on the show, all in for Claire. Didn't know Tasha was going to be on. So then, you know, was all in for Tasha. But no, couldn't just stop there. Maybe they didn't let him into paradise. <laughs> but, like, sent, sent Katie a... And, and I have a feeling, deep in the pit of my soul, he sent the uh, good job on your season text to open a conversation with her. I mean, sure. And something else that I kind of just thought of is if he was so all into Tasha, isn't he seeing Tasha every single day that he's here? It is a little weird. Um, all of this screams to me not here for the right reasons. It just screams it from like the top of my lungs. And you know what? If I think that if it was like Ben, Ben, I don't think is emotionally available to like go and do this. Like, I don't think so at all. Get out of here. But I think that he could come here because he really loves. But I think that Ben had Ben showed up. I don't. I also don't think that Ben's like malicious. I think that he's just not emotionally like ready for a relationship like that. I think if Ben showed up and said, I am here because I think that this could be it, I would believe that from him Mm -hmm. more than more More than than Blake. Blake. I don't know. I think Blake's a. Ready for his fifteen minutes. Blake wants to be the bachelor, I as Thomas oh, would yes. say. Yeah, yeah. Blake wants sense. to be the bachelor. I just feel like, and as Nick Vial proved, if you just keep showing up enough, eventually they'll make you the bachelor. <laughs> I guess so. I guess. I guess. Yeah. So my other thing, it's a good point that we talked about um, Blake and Tasha seeing each other every day. Mm-hmm. Um, Tasha did say that Blake reached out to her too about being on this season because he thinks. Katie might be the one, which feels not correct um, because they have never <laughs> met each other. I never And Tasha was like, sure, yeah, we'll see what the producers say. I mean, she doesn't really have any control over it, right? But, like, oh, that, I believe to Tisha me, runs this whole place. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that, like, is also a red flag. Sorry, but no, sir. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm breaking a cardinal rule here, but I feel like being on The Bachelor is a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Not so if you're there just, for the right reasons. <laughs> so just kind of like if we're starting from there, I don't really know that this is that bad. Listen, I think that, yes, <laughs> most of the time being on The Bachelor, definitely a red flag. There are couples that have worked. They're few and far between. I think there's like a 20% like... It's success really it's very Actually, low 20% would be pretty high like, oh. I'd be surprised <laughs> if it was 20% if it was any like higher than that yeah. um but like i think i truly do believe that there are guys on the season that are really like they saw matt james's season and were like wow this girl is great because she was we all loved her on matt james's season that. yeah but i also think that there there's always going to be guys that are here to you know get more instagram followers and pursue their music and be virgins on TV. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever they want to do. It's unclear to me if they know who the bachelorette is before they sign up. They do. They, yeah, they, most of the time you, so the way it usually works and it's been weird with quarantine because things got pushed back and moved around, but the way it usually works is at AFR, there's an announcement of who the bachelorette is going to be and who the bachelor is going to be. 
um, and who some of the people in Paradise are going to be, like, depending on which season, like, which show we're watching. And so you find out right away, so that way you can go online and, like, nominate your friends or whatever. Okay. That's usually how it works. We all know that, um, we all knew Katie was going to be the first Bachelorette at Matt James's AFR, and then Michelle was going to be the next Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot of time to sign people up between the two seasons, but they know going into it, if they're paying any attention at all, that she was going to be the first one and that Michelle was going to be season two. See, that just we're makes even Thomas even worse. Because he was like, known. I didn't know it was going to be you, but I'm happy to be here for this experience. I mean, to be fair, he could have been nominated by somebody else. Like, there's always that chance. I've definitely nominated Rachel. But wouldn't you say <laughs> Jackie Prado. nominated me? I, like, wouldn't I you mean, say something about that? Maybe I don't know. Did. And that, you know what? It was better editing to cut that out and be like, nope, I just came in here to be the I, And I'm not Honestly, sitting here I'm trying sure to defend. they don't cut anything out. It's just one <laughs> straight take. One yeah. stream of consciousness yeah. because editing doesn't exist in reality. <laughs> as we learned with Zach last week. Um, but, like, I just don't, I don't think that we need to waste any more time on Thomas. But, like, that, I, there's a lot of different ways you can get on the show. Producers reach out to people. Mm-hmm. That's another big one that happens. They see you on Instagram and they go, you would be great for this show. You should come on this show. I listen to a lot of podcasts about The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, no. That's interesting. Like, that's. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways. But, yes, at AFR, it's usually announced who the next leads are going to be. So that way, if you're nominating somebody, you're like, oh, my God, I love them on this season. I'm going to nominate my friend sure. or my sister or whatever um or my mom because old people bachelor is coming out soon um hell yeah old bachelor um so not to waste any more time on thomas but yes it could have there could have been a lot of different ways that he got on the show um so during blake's date (laughs) we're still on blake's date well during blake's date we get the date card for the group date Mm -hmm. and it is everyone but obviously blake and andrew s Mm -hmm. um Everyone is disappointed, including Greg. Um, <laughs> and Hunter is disappointed, uh, which he is it's not quiet about. to everybody. <laughs> um, so they're, you know, this is the biggest group date, I think, is what Katie said. Mm-hmm. There's 13 guys. They finally put date. everybody on a date. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. everybody this week got a date, which so, is nice. um, that's exciting. So the group date is playing... Some sort of a bash ball, bash, yes. batch ball, something like that. Um, Wells shows up. Yes, with- Wells. Wells Adams from <laughs> different seasons in Paradise. He was the bartender. I love Wells. Wells is great. Francois Costas. I don't know who he is. but like, That one I do not know. He's there, and they are limbering them up for a game of batch, bash ball. I just want to say that Wells has um, big puppy bull ref energy <laughs> in that he is very important to a very specific fan group <laughs> and no one else. <laughs> We're a big puppy bull fan, this fan is group. A, this is also a big puppy bull fan household. <laughs> I love this journey for both Wells and for ourselves. <laughs> um, yes, they play this uh, extreme sport that they made up. Um, my boyfriend was sitting in watching this episode. We had like, I don't know, 100 people at our house watching The Bachelor this week for some reason. <laughs> Middle of the amazing. season. It was amazing. It was very fun, but it was very hard to get any idea of what was going on. <laughs> but John was like, I just want to watch this to learn what the rules are so that I can recreate it and make it worse. And I was like, that's my boy. That's my man. <laughs> 
So uh, they're limbering up, and then they all come out in these um, outfits. Maybe singlets, maybe lederhosen holders. I believe it was called during our first watch through wrestling onesies. Okay, that's fair. It's not. It's. You don't have your nips out in wrestling onesies. Like, that was, this Are was you something sure? I am positive. You I don't know anything about wrestling. Um, I did theater in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know of me a thing or two, but I know that your nips aren't flapping around while you're wrestling. <laughs> I hope your nips aren't flapping around ever. <laughs> My nips don't flap on their own. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about you. Call a doctor. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so... They're getting ready for... They're doing this date. They're learning the rules. They're playing the game. There's Team Black and Team Red. And um, it's nice at first. They're scoring. They're, you know, having a fun time. And then Hunter... Tackles... Who? No, no. Um, Yes. Was it Hunter? Hunter tackles Mike P. Mike P. First. Um, and um, it's pretty aggressive. Okay. And as Justin said in his interview, that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, from then on, it was, like, pretty aggressive tackling. Not so much, like, ooh, and oh, but, like, the whole time that we watched the rest of that game, it was cringe city. Like, we just cringed so much because all of them looked painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single one. Every single one. Um... It gets to a point eventually where Justin um, well, tackles. Oh, go ahead. Well, and like, just because it like kind of leads into this, uh-huh. poor Michael um, is here and he's like, I'm here with all these like jack dudes. This is the worst day of my life. And like, I have this dad bod. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. And then Justin like tackles Michael so hard in the back. Yeah. His face, I don't know if you saw this, but his face hits the ball, mm-hmm. and then hits the ground. Yeah. And his back bends in a weird way. Yes. And he's just out. He just lays there. And I um, mean, like, you see Justin, like, mortified that this mm-hmm. is happening. He's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. what did I just do? Yep. They all kind of just realize that things have been taken a little bit too far. Um, Hunter, like a fucking weirdo, this is a red flag. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like the aggression. And I'm like, listen... I'm a Scorpio, and I like the aggression just as much as anybody else, but, like, not here. I feel like there's a difference between, like, a competitive, fun, maybe a little too aggressive game of Mm -hmm. basketball or whatever the hell they were playing, (laughs) and getting off on, like, Hurting? hurting people. That is not a good look. Sir, um, I don't like that at all. That is, that was my red flag moment red flag of the of the episode um hunter just he's got that short guy complex yeah yeah he does i don't i don't find him attractive even a little bit no. i just he's got all the parts but they're just not right yeah it's, once again is it like mixed match parts of it is hot it's guy? exactly that like yeah. he's got a great body and he really should be attractive, but he's not attractive to me. He styles his hair like an early 2000s, like, middle schooler, like, with the spikes all up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ryan Cabrera hair. Ugh, mm-hmm. oh, Ryan Cabrera. Yeah, like, my middle school crush also did his hair like that, but, you know, I wouldn't like I it if he was, was still doing that. I for Ryan Cabrera. Um, but, yeah, so th- Katie says, uh, we're stopping this date, mm-hmm. at which point, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the score, black team six, red team four. 
So the black team is one, but Katie's like, we're not gonna play this anymore. Um, everyone, everyone wins. Yes. We're all gonna have a group date tonight. I like love a that. true millennial, everyone wins. Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> I love I, when everybody. I'm offended. Gets to, I don't like when people don't get to go on the group date because they weren't like strong enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not strong. I think I it should be based solely dates. on spirit. <laughs> Yeah, if it was spirit, that would As be someone who's not a ghost, yeah. I think it should be based solely on spirit. If Rachel were here, she would say, guys, remember when The Bachelor used to be fun and yeah. you got to play in all the games and then also go on the dates? I yeah. like that. I like when they all go on the dates. So I was excited by that. I honestly am really enjoying this season. Very I think fun. it's got, like, the right balance of content that we're looking mm-hmm. for, whereas, like, Matt James had too much bullying drama and too and much bullying. drama, not yeah. enough romance. This has a lot of, like, really lovely moments in it. Yeah. And the drama is even kind of fun. It's, it's so all stupid. Yeah, it's, it's so good. So drama. stupid. I've been having so much fun being, like, the man union that comes in and breaks <laughs> up true. all the people. The episode of Survivor that we're watching oh, for some gosh. reason. I just, I think it's so stupid and so fun. I just hope that it doesn't, like, outshine what Katie's yeah. trying to do. I know, because, like, part of me also, the first time it happened where he was like, hey, you gotta know Carl is insane. I liked that. But then when it, like, seemed to keep happening, I was just like, okay, men, like, Katie is a big girl. She can decide for herself. I don't know. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I Which is that... another reason why I like Andrew S., because he shared the same opinion. Yeah, exactly. Um, that Katie will figure it out. Yes. Um, like, she doesn't need you to weigh in on matters of her heart. Yeah, yeah. She'll figure it out. She's a smart lady. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, so we get to the night portion. Katie is wearing this stunning... <gasps> Painted on yes. like latexy red dress. Very, very Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Oops, I no, did it again. It um, but as a dress, hashtag she looks enchanting. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah, hashtag free Britney. Um, it is breathtaking. She looks Beautiful. incredible. Yes. Um, and then of course, like the men look fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so they all sit on the couch together, and she takes Michael A first. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys are kind of ta- the guys like to chit chat because they're, they're all they got. <laughs> yeah. But when she does pull Michael A, they do talk a little bit about um, the last day has been really hard for him because it was his wife Laura's birthday. Um, yes, like the oh, day he right talks before. To her about yeah, he it. talks yeah. to her about it, mm-hmm. and they they talk about it, and she is just very impressed with his strength, and this is the only man left on my team that does anything, so I was very (laughs) thrilled that he brought this out today. Um, But he um, has this really nice moment with her, and they share a little kiss, and every time he kisses her, he always asks for, like, consent, and I don't remember if he was on that group date or not where she, like, talked about her story, but... I don't think so. I think that's what we can't... Maybe it's just the way he is and operates, but I think that that's, like... Very, very sweet. I don't know if I would necessarily, like, love that every single time that it happened, but I think that, like, because of just the nature of the show and the nature of the men that they sometimes have on the show, they're always so assertive and aggressive that to have a guy be like, hey, like, is this cool is so nice to see. It's, like, really showing like, a different side of masculinity that's, like, nice to see. I feel like we saw a lot of that tonight, which was, like, can I kiss you? That kind of thing, and I liked yeah. it. It was I really nice. I always like that. Like, I don't know. Like, people are like, you gotta be spontaneous. But, like, it's just as spontaneous to be like, can I kiss you? And then you kiss you. Because you're still spontaneously kissing a person. You're just, like, double-checking they're on board. Right. I think most of the time it's nice to give consent, but if there's, like, a moment. 
-hmm. where you know that they're on the same page and you're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, Consent is very important, always important. Yes, but if both of you are... I get it. I understand. There's like an implied consent. If somebody's going to ask, I will never not think that that's adorable. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. always going to be okay in my book, and that's why I, I agree. I like that he always asks. So, Michael A., he's a sad boy. We're all sad for him. I'm not yeah. trivializing that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, after Michael A, um, Hunter goes and talks about, goes his, and talks about kids. his kids with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he pulls out pictures of them. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're such a good dad. You're like a super dad. And he's like, yeah, I really miss my kids. This is the first time we've like heard any information about it, his kids. Yeah. Except for, you know, the, the, the they exist. date. That they had where they told everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know anything about his children. And Michael A. is always like, I FaceTime with my baby every day, blah, blah, um, So it seems like his kids are less important to his life. I don't uh, know if well, that's I mean, fair to say. I think that Michael's kid only has Michael because Laura's gone. Yeah, whereas yeah. like the sole Hunt, parent. Yeah, whereas that's true. Okay, Hunter's that's kids true. probably have a mother. I just mean like... Yeah, yeah. It just does seem like it does, because we haven't heard Hunter even mention it to other guys. I just feel like. Um, and he hasn't, like, talked about being in contact with the kid, with his kids or missing his well, kids. Well, that's not his character. His character in this play that we're watching every week, <laughs> Michael A. has already taken the spot of single dad, mm-hmm. um, who is the sole parent of his children. Because they're all characters, I mean, right? Right. You have Aaron, who is the shit starter. You have Greg, who is the wife, the American Pie wife. You have the musician Connor. They have. Yeah. They're. It's the same show every single time. They're the same characters doing the same thing. And Hunter is. I don't want to be like a stereotype, but he's a little runty sidekick, and yeah. now he's gotten too much power, and his head's too big. And now he's playing the Literally. aggressor where that's Aaron's role. Now Aaron's going to feel threatened and Aaron's going to get this kid right out of the house yeah. this week is what's going to happen next week. But the the way the way that the characters are lined up, it doesn't... Um, he might talk to the other guys about his kids. He might talk to Katie more mm-hmm. about his kids. But that's not his role on the show. So we're not going to see that. Even so, I really do feel like the only reason, and if I can, if I may jump ahead to who got the rose, I think the only reason that Hunter got the rose is because he showed Katie pictures of his kids. Like I, it really didn't seem, you don't think that that really aggressive play in the game. No, I, I think that it was actually kind of creepy that he was like, that was for you, Katie. I tackled that man that you're also dating to the ground for you. And she was like, good tackle. Yeah. I feel like it was mostly the kids. Yeah. I I don't really think it was the game. Also sort of think there was more that we didn't see. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, that kind of got that decision for her. And I really hate to compare the two of these people together, but I do feel like Katie also gives out roses pre-ceremony to people that she doesn't want to worry about the rose ceremony, like who may like who may not be as confident as say like Greg or Connor, like Juan Pablo would do, where he would be like, so you don't have to worry about it, like mm-hmm. our connection. Our connection might not be as strong as the other guys, but I still want you around kind of Rose instead. Sure. Whereas with Michael and Connor and Greg, it's very clear on the 
as the audience to be like, she's really feeling something with him. She's really feeling this relationship. They're getting a rose at the rose ceremony. Whereas like Hunter, I'm always like, eh, it's very hit or miss for you. Mm-hmm. Trey, very hit or miss for you. And he got the rose last week. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she does that with the group date roses because it's like, I'm on the fence, but you, I, wa- I know I want you to stay. Yeah, that would make sense. Something I did want to touch on um, before we move on from this group date um, is the fact that not everybody in the house knows about Laura, um, mm-hmm. Ada, or Michael A's wife. Yes. Um, and when he starts to talk to them about it, he gets a little emotional. But then I was moved. I was very, very moved by the fact that both Greg and Trey also got very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um about this and even Greg had a like a talking head where he just cried. He was sobbing. Yeah. Like he was really, really upset. And then said, you know, he walks around every day trying to be positive and to get along with everybody and he's a, such a great person. I can't believe he's experienced such a tragedy. And, you know, Greg is Greg is very, very moved and then is very set in this is what I want. I'm gonna take my time. Katie is Katie's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Um but it was so it was so nice to, again, see men expressing their feelings yeah. and not being worried about crying mm-hmm. on television. TV. Yeah, it was nice. It was refreshing and, and beautiful, and I loved it. And it was nice to see that they, like, it's not just, like, a broiness. Yeah, They really care about like, each they other. They do yeah. actually have a connection, and I thought that was nice, too. Michael, too, just seems, the more I see him, and I know that, like, the first impression of him for me wasn't great. Like, I was like, oh, this guy's a little weird. And then his <laughs> date, I was like, all right, he's, he's fine. Okay, mm-hmm. he's got some substance to him. There's some story there. All right, I got it. Okay. And, like, it was tragic. The story was tragic, but, like, he has something, and he understands love, and he understands, like, marriage forever, and he, like, gets yeah. it. Um, he, you can tell he's here for the right reasons where some of the guys, I think sometimes when they're too young or like you yeah. want Instagram followers or like not, he, does not strike me as he I just am so at this point, I'm really invested in Michael, not only because he's the only person left on my team that's doing anything, <laughs> but because of his story and because of like his vulnerability with the other men and with Katie and on television, we're getting so close to the end of this. Like, we'll be halfway through next week. Yeah. We're getting to the point where she's either gotta pick him or gotta send this man home. Yeah, no. Like, I really will feel so horrible for him if he, like, makes it to hometowns and then doesn't end up with her. Oh, yeah. Like, he, especially if he, like, introduces his son to her, I would just feel... Yeah. And I, so horrible about that. You hope that Katie that. is cognizant of that as well. And I think that she is because she has said, like, I know that I'm not just giving you this rose. I'm also giving it to James. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things that it's, like, it's not just this. It's so different when it's just, like, the guy yeah. who gets invested and the guy who's, like, sacrificing his job, like, for this. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, a guy who's, like, understands how important every second is with somebody who is not with his child. And I am just like, I understand that he had the agency to come here. I understand that he can leave at any moment that he wants to, but like, I really, really, really hope that, and this is horrible for me to say, because he's on my team and I'll lose very badly (laughs) if he leaves. But like, 
like, I hope that she either ends up with him or she gets rid of him soon yeah. because I don't want him to get so invested. No, I really sense. like Michael. I do too. So, um, hot take. I've hit my fence with Michael. Like I did with Claire. I'm on the fence. I do think he's really genuine, very honest, very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing him open up to the other men in the house and just have that, I don't, there was something that changed for me tonight. And I, I think I really like Michael. Seeing mm-hmm. how the I other like men react to him mm-hmm. says so much about him. Exactly. Yeah. Thank like, you for putting that really, into words. They really yeah. seem to care about him. So, and like, I was liking Hunter more and more until this fucking date. Yeah, I I didn't like actively dislike Hunter until this moment. But I would just also like to say, because I know Aaron, Aaron kind of stoked the drama about Hunter. And... I just, I don't like that Aaron is somehow saying that Hunter is responsible for the game ending, because it was Justin who tackled, that did the final bad tackle. Madison, would you like to share your opinion on this? And I, Yeah, I do. Uh, you're giving these cis, hetero men <laughs> way too much credit. If, just like Circle Time, who looked like the asshole in Circle Time? Thomas, when he was like, oh, I want to be The Bachelor. He didn't say that during Circle Time, but he said, whatever. <laughs> They set the tone immediately as to what the rest of that date was going to be. Hunter set the tone immediately as to how that game was going to go. Because what, hold on, because what would anyone else look like if they weren't going as hard as him? Like, they didn't care and they weren't trying. He would look like the asshole. I think he would look like the asshole. I don't think that they think that way, though. I just I think that you're coming at it from a logical standpoint. These are heterosexual, horny men. I just want to um, believe. Not that we hate heterosexual or... I don't. I love men. heterosexual horny men. I'm dating a heterosexual <laughs> horny man. I just feel John like Smith. I want well. to believe that some of them... But I guess it doesn't matter if some of them do, because some of them probably are thinking how you're thinking. Where I was like, wow, Hunter's going so hard, so I gotta fucking murk this guy. Look at the men who are on the date. James, Aaron... Justin... Uh, Justin... Mike. I I even think that Mike P would like fucking go for it too. Well, Mike P got tackled. He He didn't. No, Mike. Yeah, he got tackled. He was Hunter tackled him. Oh yes, he did. He was the first one. I think that Justin is the only one to blame for Justin's behavior. I I also and Justin was sorry, but yeah. I also do want to point out that he did post on Twitter. He was like, "I iced his bag afterwards. I'm so sorry. I love you, bro." And I was just like, (laughs) "Justin." Yeah. Justin's necessarily a bad person. No, he's not malicious. My only thing is that Hunter was just like, it was great. I had a great time. But, like, I don't think you can blame Hunter for Justin tackling. I understand where you're coming from, Madison. Um, And to an extent, I get it. I agree agree with you. But all of these people, and they are people, uh, regardless of their gender, their... Uh, sex, their, <laughs> their nationality, right? <laughs> <laughs> their, you know, horny status. Um, they are still human beings with brains, and they made choices. Mm-hmm. They could have said, I'm not going to tackle this guy that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, this man has a child. But instead, <laughs> they saw someone else and just immediately... And to your point, we didn't see, like, Greg and Connor B. Yeah. And Michael tackle anybody because they seem like the three men on the date that are like, maybe uh, let's not do this. Gym so class heroes whereas, are always going to be gym class heroes. Whereas the rest of them... I do truly feel just by how we know them on the show, the characters that they play, 
are like, if I don't go as hard as this guy, they're going to think that I don't care. And it might have something to do with how um, confident they are in their relationship with Catherine. That's not her name. Katie. Katie. <laughs> um, but that could also be a factor sure. in that, too. Sure. Um, but I understand where they were coming from, where they're like, well, Hunter did this whole thing. Aaron, I will say, is always looking to fight with somebody. Is. Aaron is constantly looking for a problem. Well, he has a little queen. bit of Goldilocks syndrome, and he is just looking for people to push out because he's done it twice now. He obviously is, like, friends with James. I think he's friends with Trey. But, like, he finds the weakest link, I feel like, or he finds the weakness in a person and then tries to blow it up so that <clears throat> Katie sees it and so that everybody sees it and because he's the loudest person in the room he gets people to kind of get on board because if it's not them they're safe yeah. this week mm -hmm. and that's kind of been the pattern which is where i'm starting to be like the men need to take a step back and this is where like i want to touch on the tone of the episode changes everybody was against blake in the very beginning and then it immediately turns into everyone is against hunter mm -hmm. I wonder if it's almost because, and I don't want to give Aaron too much credit for strategizing this stuff, but I wonder if he realizes, like, okay, Blake didn't go home. He got a rose. There's nothing I can do about him this week. Who can I who can I narrow in on to get rid of? Maybe. Because or, like, I can't do anything about Blake or today. Or it's more likely that um, Blake wasn't in his immediate vicinity, <laughs> and he's like, this guy's really aggressive because I can already see how this conversation's going to play out the next time he talks to her is, I'm worried about you because Blake, or not Blake, because Hunter's so aggressive, like, during the game, I'm worried about your physical well-being or something like that. I could see that conversation happening with him. So you know what's really fun about um, manipulation and uh, that kind of thing? Um, and that's sarcasm. It's not fun. Um, <laughs> if you are raised with it, um, especially if you're raised with, and I'm not saying he was, I'm speaking from my own experience, um, with a, a narcissistic manipulator, um, <clears throat> I'm fine. Uh, uh, you can so easily become someone who's just automatically manipulative. And it's really easy for you to say, if I do this, this is going to happen, and then this will happen. So I have to make sure I do this, and this is how I'm going to keep what I want going. Um, and if you're not self-aware enough, which I don't I don't feel like Aaron is very self-aware. If he's in that situation, he's very specific, and I'm sorry, but if he's in that situation where he's had that kind of trauma, it's possible that he doesn't realize he's doing it. And I also think yeah. it doesn't help that it's worked every single time yeah. that yeah. he's done it. For sure. Yeah, I think sometimes people can be that way. They just are like, what? No, I'm just a very persuasive, charming person. And they don't realize. I care like, about you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. I think we've all been in situations here where it's always under the guise of, like, this is for your own well-being. Yep. And, like, I know what's best for you. And I think that we all have to. Because at the end of the day, I know we have people on our teams. And I know we're rooting for different guys. But. At the end of the day, we're all team Katie. We're all team. Yeah. We want Katie to be happy and okay. Mm -hmm. And somebody like Aaron, I don't think is right for her. But again, yeah. I do think Katie's smart enough. And I do think that yeah, Katie she'll... realizes that 
he is her in the house where she she gets all of the stuff I think from him I think that that's kind of like the part that he plays for her Mm -hmm. and I think once she is done with that he will go I don't think that he's gonna last much longer Um, especially if he starts going after somebody like Blake where it's very clear that she wants him there Mm -hmm. Um, that might be the end of Aaron yeah Aaron's one of my last team members so I, I, I will hate to see him go, but I will love to watch, watch him, him leave. leave because I don't think he's right for Katie either. Um, I still have a pretty, my, my team's pretty good. Um, so <laughs> we are done with our group date. And obviously the only person left is uh, my man, Andrew, Andrew yes. Blake gets the date card and he was like, wouldn't it be really funny if like your name was on the date card? <laughs> and Andrew Ross is like, no, it's No, that was us. Which is nice to see them Try. being polite yeah. to each other at least. Because they could have just sat in silence and yeah. not talked to each Which other. Which we have seen Claire and Nikki do. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, so Andrew Ross is going on this date and he's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting, and it's been all day. And it's getting dark outside, and he's like, it's getting really late, I'm really nervous. Because usually, if they don't tell him there's something wrong, and, like, they're going to skip the group, the, the one-on-one, they're going to go straight to the rose ceremony, and someone's going to go home. And something that um, I found out this week on Twitter is that Andrew S. is Clay's cousin, Clay from Becca season, Clay from Paradise. <laughs> So Andrew S is Bachelor franchise legacy, and he's <laughs> gotta know that if he knows how it goes, the yeah. dates doesn't start in the daytime, it might be bad. Yeah. It could so, be which makes a lot of sense for him to be worried. So Katie shows up. She's walking up in this amazing, oh my God. again latex pants. Maybe it's a jumpsuit. Yes. Do we think it's a I jumpsuit? Think I think it's a jumpsuit. She looks incredible. Belt, and that belt just sashay. Yeah, she looks incredible. She she's, yes. Yeah, she's carrying two lanterns. Um, and she comes in and she's finally there for him and he's like, oh man, okay, great. So they walk outside and he's like, where are we going? She's like, into the woods. <laughs> and he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then they start walking into the woods and he's like, oh, for real? <laughs> <laughs> it's dark outside. They're walking into the woods. <laughs> there are animals. Nature is happening. <laughs> and they're both kind of skittish about it, which is really cute. Two things. One, um, Justin comes in. With these, with this game that he invented. Oh yeah, I forgot about um, the Justin game. But like, it's just one step above bringing like note cards on a date to be like, <laughs> I don't know what to talk about, so I brought these flashcards to help. It's sort of like a this or that game. <gasps> it he is. He was it trying is. so hard to be creative. I, like, I, come I, on. Some people just don't give have it. Give it to him. Justin. Needs I love to go, Justin. But his eyebrows <laughs> can stay. His eyebrows can stay. Oh, dare you. This is a Justin Stan household. His eyebrows can Listen, I am fully aware Justin will not win, (laughs) nor will Justin last much longer. But I will say, that man makes the best freaking faces. I love him. He does. I love him. That's why the eyebrows can stay. And that's why I hope to see you in paradise, Justin. (laughs) A quick aside, um, when I was new to all things Bachelor, you guys would say, we'll see you in paradise. And to me, it sounded like some kind of creepy cult-like, like, you make it to the afterlife, my friend. Like, I did not know it was another show. Oh, no. <laughs> I did not know. That does sound like a creepy <laughs> thing that we would say. Yes, we'll see you in Valhalla. We <laughs> will see you in paradise. <laughs> that kind of vibe. But the second most standout-ish thing to me from the rose ceremony, cocktail party leading up to the rose ceremony, was that the men did not like that Hunter stole Katie away for like kind of an extended experience with his telescope 
Um, Namely, James, Aaron, and Trey. Yeah, the usual suspects. Yeah. Um, for <laughs> the me, big three, as yes, we call yes. them. I know that we don't see things in real time mm-hmm. because editing. But to me, he was just taking like the standard amount of time. Yeah. Uh, that uh, people get. And they looked like, at the stars and were just chatting. Yeah. Um, but they had a real uh, chip on their shoulder about the fact that Hunter had a rose mm-hmm. and wanted ten minutes with her or whatever. And James was like, I'm not sitting around anymore. He got out of his fucking box and <laughs> went so down proud. And tried to cause fucking problems. I don't know that James was really causing problems. Oh, I think he went I, down there to fight. I think that Aaron, and I know that James is responsible for his own actions, but in this case, I really think that Aaron poked the bear and was just like... Oh, he goaded him 100%. It, yeah, it just kind of felt like it's not right that he's getting all this time. What are you going to do about it? So, to go back to the time thing, though, I do think that they wouldn't have mentioned how much time he was taking up if it wasn't taking the normal amount of time. I really, I truly don't think that the editors would even have kept that in there if that was, like, the case. I just, it did seem like he was doing a lot of stuff. They were looking at the stars, and then they were sitting down having, like, a chocolate-covered strawberries and champagne. It was, like... Two things instead of, like, one thing. You know how Hannah yeah. Ann, like, stole the champagne and it was just, like, the whole big deal. And it was, and that was just one thing. I mean, like, he was doing two different things. He already had a rose. That makes sense. Yeah. I do, however, feel like James was in his right to, like, go downstairs and be like, hey, like, my turn or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Hunter had every right to go and try to take time with Katie. I don't think that he was the first person who took time with her. I think that there were other people who got to have time who didn't have roses. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those things like on night one, you know what? If I talked to her for a second and then, you know, waited a little while and nobody else was moving, I'm going in for a second time. Like that's up to me at the end of the day. Hunter, I feel like, is in the right when he said, like, at the end of the day, I'm here to fall in love with Katie. I'm not here to win a rose. Like, I think sometimes we're so short-sighted on, like, I got to get the rose to get more more time with Katie next week. Whereas Hunter just (laughs) took the initiative to be like, well, I got a rose. And maybe there was nobody there. Or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, she had just come back from, like, three other, you know, moments with men. But uh, I'm going to go take my time. Like, I'm going to go take this time if nobody else is doing it. Um, for sure. I don't sure. fault Hunter for taking the time. Um, and I don't really fault James for trying to get the time back. I just think that they both kind of handled it like little kids. They did. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Bachelorette. <laughs> it truly was. I mean, and like, James was like, all right, buddy, gotta take this. Gotta take the time now. And the second time he came around, Hunter was like, all right, fine, whatever. But like, and it's always so funny because the men always make it seem like I have something really important to tell her today. And then they're like rolling up toilet paper together or something yeah. stupid. Which <laughs> did happen. Which did happen. <laughs> but Hunter, like, even the conversation, the snippet of the conversation that we got after James had walked away was like, yeah, so like, I'm really here for you and whatever. And I'm just sitting here like, was that really so no, important it, it that wasn't. you couldn't get up? They the did. Like, we did get a lot of points for them kissing. They did make oh, out, okay. which James, I think is why James did. is still here. Yeah. Well, James did when he came back, but I'm talking about like when Hunter when he oh, walked okay, away from yeah, Hunter. Yeah. James, I feel like we might be sleeping on James. I know Katie's not gonna ever. I, James is probably going home, but he seems like paradise. James is going to Mexico, a baby. Interesting. Like he seems like he might. He sometimes says things, and I'm like, hmm, okay, James. 
Um, he also, he dresses like the villain, but he doesn't talk or act like the villain. No. Um, he spent just, yeah. a good portion of the first night in a box. <laughs> I know, that's why he's never really gonna be... And then he popped out and was like, I'm looking for the Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> like, she wasn't there. Yeah, I feel like if it had been a celebrity in the box or something, or like Blake was in the box, like, that would be one thing. But really the fact that, that it's just happen. like a random guy... I'll be honest with you, I probably would be, like, a lot more okay if Bao was in the box. I know that he's not on this season, and I'm sure that they're going to pick him for something somewhere, but I just really loved him when the first thing of men came out. He was the only person I remembered from that first sheet, so if he was in the box... I probably would have been more graceful about this whole box nonsense. <laughs> but James has no other discernible personality traits. <laughs> well, now he's, like, slightly aggressive and yeah. wants time. Yeah. Now he looks like a bad 80s Italian mob villain. It's true. <laughs> he, does like he, does the, he does the turtleneck and blazer really well. With the chain and the, the Brendan, yeah. yeah. I... I truly just feel like he went to the wrong audition or something. (laughs) He He was like, is this Jersey Shore? And they're like, you're in New Mexico, not New Jersey. And And he's he's like, like, might as well just (laughs) hang out. (laughs) Yo, you got a box? I got an idea. I'm just, all of my cousins are like, oh god like Jesus. meatballs like that i just <laughs> oh am like, i'm like oh my god with the slicked back hair like you use i don't know petroleum oil from the ground <laughs> to slick your hair back i am sitting here just like james buddy meatball lard it truly <laughs> is just like oh this guy like uh, they come to a part in the woods, and she gives Andres her lantern and says, okay, you have to count with me. She picks up this extension cord mm-hmm. thing, and they count, three, two, one, one, two, three, whatever, uh, plug it in, and this amazing, like, field of fairy lights just turns on, mm-hmm. and there's, like, little envelopes, pink envelopes hanging yes. from, the, from the fairy lights, and there's a, a sign on the tree that says, uh, grab an envelope, or grab the envelope, something like that. You have and to your part, and you have to give them a boost. And yeah. And he has to pick her up to get the envelope. That's right. It is so cute. It's the date that I would want to Truly. go on. Truly. Out so of cute. all of them, this is the date I'd want to go on. Mm-hmm. So they have to do fun, silly things like show us your signature dance moves. Yeah, and, awesome. you know, I don't remember what some of the other ones were. I don't either. So I just remember him dancing. They talked about, like... What's your favorite day of the week? And they both said Sunday, and mm-hmm. they talked about like what they would do on a Sunday, and it was just like very. Cute. They want to go out or be cozy. Yeah, 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 it was really, really cute. They were really just free and open with each other. Um, and then the next part of the date was these hearts that were um, also hanging yes. from fairy lights, and they hit them like pinatas, but they oh my, were plaster. Like, yeah, they were like. And hearts. they had things inside them too for them to do. Um, that was really cute. So cute. <laughs> I was like, I gotta set this up and do this with my friends. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, they that. got into, like, some serious stuff on this date, too, mm-hmm. which, I, to me, it was, this date was very telling of their relationship, whereas, like, sometimes you see one-on-ones and you're like, I mean, yeah, like, Blake's. It was like, okay, but I don't know what, what did they talk yeah. about? Like, what was going on? from Blake. Yeah, me. but I got everything from it. I got so much oh, yeah. from Andrew S. The, yeah. In the envelopes, they said, you know, what what did your parents' relationship yeah. teach you for yeah. your future relationship? And he talks about, like, how he's always going to show up for his mm-hmm. kids because he didn't have a father. Yeah. And then Katie talks about how, like, 
she had divorced parents, so she, like, kind of gets, like, where he's coming from with that. And I feel like even, because you could make the case that, like, oh, they had these great conversations because they were, like, led to them a little bit more with these cards and, like, notes, but, like, it wasn't just that, because even on the dinner portion, like, Andrew S. was very open to talking about these like real things whereas i feel like we haven't seen that as much with other men andrew s is talking and asking all the questions that matt james should have been asking on his season and didn't because matt james wasn't looking for a wife and andrew s is yeah i don't know if you remember earlier in this season when andrew s went to check on katie to make sure she was okay they got into a really vulnerable conversation about being poor and growing up and having a hard time in their childhoods so they already have that like lovely um, you know, trust yeah, with each other to be vulnerable that. and be open. So that was really um, adorable. And then they go into this like weird room that's covered <gasps> with sheets, and inside there are a giant balls yes. and a balloons. Got and they have lights, lights in them and questions. Oh, God, I loved it. It is so romantic and so cute. Very coming of age film. Like they just go through fairy lights and break yeah. stuff. Yeah. One of my favorite lines of this episode was like, tell me a secret. And she goes, I kind of like you. And he goes, that's not a good enough secret. <laughs> and I'm like, that was me in college at the bar. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, me and Andrew S, we are the same. Um, oh they're kissing in a balloon pops. Yeah. And they yeah. both freak the fuck out. I was so like, this cute. is so cute. I would watch so this movie. Cute. And he just like, like when she says, there was one question with the letters that was like, would you rather like lie to your partner mm-hmm. or hurt your partner with the truth or whatever? And she goes, does this outfit make me look fat? And he goes, what? Shut up. <laughs> and I'm just like, that yeah. was such a real answer that like was not manufactured at all. He was like stumbling on his words. Like it was just very cute. It is. So throughout I, this whole date and throughout like the relationship with him and her together, he has, you can just see the difference from when he's, like, with the men and then with Katie. He opens up. Mm-hmm. His whole face changes. Yeah. His guards go down, and he's a different person. Oh, yeah. And I, I, that is just the f- sweetest fucking thing. I'm I'm in love with Andrew yes. S. <laughs> oh, are we all? I noted that Andrew S., in my opinion, he wins most beautiful man award. Inside <laughs> and out. I just, he, I don't know if he's going to win, but I just think he's the prettiest. He's not, because him and I are getting married. Oh, good. I, okay. um... Did not like him night one, and every time I see him, I'm like, I Neither like of us you did. a lot. I like you so much. I'm so sorry for what I said. I this is my really this is my clearing the air moment of the episode. <laughs> Andrew S, I apologize formally for not liking you night one. I'm so sorry, but I like you a lot now, and I hope you make it very very far, mm-hmm. even though you're not on my team. <sighs> He's not on my team either. It's very hard for me to say that because I'm going to lose very bad this year. But here we are. So they have dinner and they share a lot of things. Um, Something that Andrew S. brings up is that the last relationship he was in, he thought he was going to marry this woman. And she expressed to him that she was worried about them having mixed children, mixed race babies. Um, and people questioning that. Um, and he he started with, uh, she wasn't racist or anything. But to, to me, um, that is a, like shining example of like a microaggression. microaggression. Yeah, it's very generous of him to say that she, that 
Because, like, you could say that she was a good person, but that was a racist thing yeah. to say. Um, I think that depending on where you are, like, you're, and, and Katie made this point, the kind of community that you grow up yeah, in. Yeah, like, you could be concerned about your safety. Mm-hmm. That maybe was... Maybe that's what mm-hmm. they meant. I don't know, but... For me, that was never something I ever had to think about. Yeah. Um, because I just liked who I liked. Um, and, you know, as... As a teenager, I grew up in Orlando. So there are all kinds of people, all different relationships. And, you know, living, I moved up here to small town mm-hmm. where biracial couples were whispered about and talked about. No, yeah. So I think it really just depends on the community um, and her amount of understanding and then saying, you know, as a naive white woman, I can't imagine what it's like for you to be a black man, mm-hmm. but our love is beautiful. And anything that comes out of that will also be beautiful. I think there's a difference about being concerned for the safety of your children and being concerned that the children don't look like you. And that's what it yeah. sounded like. More that's, than that. And that's what she it didn't want sounded. people to ask her questions. Yeah. So I think that that's where like the biggest difference lies. And I know that like you know we all have friends who are in interracial couples, and like it's not something that like I know I have ever. Th- thought about because it's just never been like a situation that I've been in personally but like it is some I think that it is responsible to discuss with your partner because it's like obviously this is a thing that's gonna happen and it's not um as Nicole Byer would say like if you don't put race in the character description it's just automatically white so like people have this like Mm -hmm. default white (laughs) like lens on them um that we all like work to Um, work against in our own biases but to have that conversation I think is responsible I'm glad that it happened on the show in the Mm -hmm. way that it did because it didn't feel invasive at all um and I I think that there is a responsibility to be like hey we should talk about this because this is in our future this is like what it will be because I know Claire and Dale have touched on this too Mm -hmm. you know Um, so funny but nobody Matt James season touched on it yeah, that's what I said. Really it's really it's yeah. truly something that like is important to talk about, but the distinction being like, and I mean even to go as far as to say like, <laughs> is your family gonna be cool with this? Because not everyone's family mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. To have that kind of discussion with them um, is really important to have and is really important to see. So I'm glad that it came up, and I'm, you know, obviously she handled it with like grace and perfect because she's great, mm-hmm. but like. It makes me very sad that he that he had, had to go through that. that. Yeah, that's very yeah. sad. Um, because it didn't sound like it was coming from a place of like concern for safety or family or anything like that. Questions it was... and stares at the grocery store. Yeah, he was um, exactly. He was yeah. noticeably worried yeah. about this when he brought it up to her, um, and that I don't feel like is right. <laughs> I think that he shouldn't be worried about bringing that up to a partner, and yeah. it's good that he felt open and vulnerable vulnerable enough to do that um they have such a lovely conversation um he continues to just kind of open up and be honest with Mm -hmm. her and like talk to her about everything yeah Mm -hmm. it's Um, it's really nice to watch i wish i just i know this is not in the spirit of bachelor nation but i would be happy just to watch nice conversations like that and fun games and no one gets hurt and there's no drama <laughs> i gotta have a little drama, yeah, <laughs> I gotta I have a little little drama. drama. um but yeah so it's a it's a really nice date she get they go to the hot tub they unlock a hot tub it's that yeah. good except there's no bubbles in the hot tub it's just like no. weird. It's just hot water just regular hot, hot water and for me 
personally, in my opinion, in the limited amount of hot tubs that I have enjoyed, <laughs> the bubbles are the best part. It's true. Hot bubbles. It's true. But you had hot Andrew S., so that's, that's all you really <laughs> but, needed. Honestly. Andrew obviously gets the rose at the end of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to see it. Uh, our boy Andrew S. moving on to the next round, even if he's not on any of our teams. Um, it's true. <laughs> no, he's not. And that brings us to the, the rose ceremony. <laughs> we make all of our own sound effects. <laughs> right. We don't get in trouble for copyright. Um, so we have the rose ceremony. Um, yeah, get him out of here. He belongs in Mexico uh, with I, the other paradise people. I want him to stay as long as possible because he's on my team. So then we cut back to Hunter, who... For some reason, looks like he has to go and sit with Aaron and Trey. Yeah. Like, he's just like, here we go. And then he sits down and talks to them. He could literally, there's a whole hotel, right? Like, he could sit anywhere. People are really mad at him anyway, for some reason. And so, he goes and sits with them, and then there's a fight. Mm -hmm. And a stupid old lady bickering, like, Mm -hmm. about dumb shit. Be respectful, bro. That's Be right. Respectful. Be respectful. Oh, God. Um, so then we get to the rose ceremony. Yes. yes. And I was really excited because Greg got the first rose. That's right. Greg. Um, we lost a couple of people tonight. We lost Andrew M. We lost Josh. We lost Courtney. We lost Courtney, which I'm kind of sad about because I feel like really there's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot from Courtney that we like probably didn't see we heard josh talk like the most this episode that i've ever seen him i was like oh that's too bad um but that's pretty much that's the end of the episode um we're going into the next week we're going to be halfway um by that point so we're going to go into some of our favorite segments of the podcast i know you've been here for two hours but stick with us (laughs) um first Question though, I have Emily. You know how we always pick our FNPs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mine was John. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we see him in Mexico coming up. <laughs> uh, Sarah's was Christian. Hopefully, see you in paradise. We see you in paradise. See you in paradise. <laughs> um, Rachel picked Greg, who's still good here. Call. That was a good call. That was a good call. I thought it was too obvious, but you know, she's just doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your FNP? <sighs> okay. My FNP, I am ashamed to say, is Connor B. And I was really a big Connor B. fan when we, this whole thing started rolling. I thought it was bold of him to show up in that cat costume. It was. Um, but he has, I've been liking him less and less every time I see him. <laughs> um, always one too many buttons undone. Always one too many necklaces. Um, this might be a little inappropriate, but like, I just, I, as, as a bisexual woman... He's wearing the outfits that I would choose to wear, and I don't like, I mean, I don't know what his deal is, and if he's a bi guy, more power to him, but I just feel like he's stealing the looks that I would look good in to woo Katie as myself, (laughs) and he doesn't look as good in them. Um, Agreed. So that's why I- No question. He was my FNP, but I have grown to like him less and less as we've gone on. Yeah. Um, He, we talked about- and there's nothing wrong with this because we love the Muppets, but we talk about how he looks kind of like a sad Muppet, like <laughs> Beaker, like, where his like mouth's all the way turned down. He dresses like Greg Manzo. and Connor he dresses are the like sad brothers. They are, and they were spooning right on the top of this episode. So. I mean, like, give them the bromance that they want. They can leave together, they as can. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, Greg is on my team again. 
Okay, they can leave at the end after sure, yep. after all that's the points all are done. Points. Um, <clears throat> at the end, Greg goes to propose to Katie, and Connor comes out of the the curtains and is like, "Wait, <laughs> no, it's me, it's me, it's me. You want it's me, Gonzo the Great." Uh, <laughs> but Gonzo. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. he's my FNP begrudgingly. So and we're getting really close to hometowns, mm-hmm. um, and we've only got a couple of people left. Who do you think, both of you, mm-hmm. Katie's going to pick for hometowns? Okay, this is my hometown lineup. Um, I think it's going to, I think Connor B is making it to hometowns. I also think Greg, no doubt. Um, Blake, I just feel like we have some evidence, maybe from the trailer, that he makes it to hometown. So the three of them, for sure. And then, uh, I think the fourth one... I want to think maybe Andrew S, just because they had such a good date today, but I don't really know. Um, mine is actually, I think, exactly the same. Oh, maybe not. Nope, that's mine. I know. I, I wrote it down. Oh, you wrote it down. I did. Um, my top four for Katie is Andrew S, Greg, Michael, and Blake. I like Michael. So I think, I think her and Michael have a really strong connection, and that... Um, that's something that's really deep for them. So I think that definitely Michael will go. I think Blake will go from the evidence in the teaser. And then also because they do have chemistry, which I begrudgingly admit. But, like, <laughs> I, I do think he's going to end up going to, going to at least hometowns. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb here no, and no, say... Blake is definitely getting a hometown. Yeah. Blake's going to get the hometown. I'm pretty sure that that preview was enough for me to see that. I'm also going to go with Greg. I think Greg's going to make it to hometowns, and I think Greg is going to leave. I think that Greg's going to leave, yeah. and then I think Greg's going to come back. I, I'm just getting these vibes. We're getting some foreshadowing of her being like, mm-hmm. I was afraid you're going to leave. And I'm like, oh, you're saying that one too many times. I know, she's multiple times. She was like, I really don't want that to fear. happen because you get points taken away when they leave, but it's... you don't get anything when they come back. Correct. Yeah. Um, I think, so Blake, Greg, um, I'm going to go with Michael, which I hope isn't the case unless he wins. <laughs> And then my fourth pick, this is going to be crazy, but No Dessert Mike. Really? I think No Dessert Mike is going to go to hometowns, okay. and I think that, that he might be the one who goes home during hometowns. Okay. I feel like his his glimmer has sort of worn off yeah. since, since that uh, really? Best Lover episode. And yeah. I will say, didn't Madison's during Peter's season? Yes, it did. She still didn't win. And then, yes, she did. She went home. Or she she left. She left. She tw- minus she 20 points AFR, left. Yeah. She came back to AFR, and he chose her in the end. And then he chose Kelly Flanagan, and then he chose other people. I don't yeah, really know what's going on. Yeah. He's a mess. <laughs> but I will say that, like... You didn't see anything from Madison until, like, right before Hometowns. Like, so I think that Mike, because of his storyline and because of, like, the way they like to play this game, it's going to come down to Hometowns and then it's going to, I think, get too serious for Katie and she's going to be like, I think that this is the end of our Mm -hmm. journey. Um, Those are my top four for uh, that. But who would your top four be if you were the Bachelorette? (laughs) Oh, well, Andrew S., hands down. Um, Greg also, and just them again, 
twice. Twice? No. No, you need to pick. Who, who, who are we having left? I don't even. <laughs> That's why I needed to look at those men sheets. Don't stand out to me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a. I, it's really. I guess maybe Mike and Michael. I think also. Interesting. Okay. 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 Sarah. Uh, mine were obviously Andrew S. Yeah. Um, he would be my like proposal at the end. Like Mm -hmm. it's we're doing it. Yes. Um, Brendan because I think he's he is hot, (laughs) so hot and so Canadian, and I love his short shorts. Yeah. Um, Greg because Mm -hmm. I think there's just something really sweet about Greg, and obviously Justin because I think Justin and I would have the best. (laughs) time together oh my god i love justin <laughs> justin is a hundred percent one of my picks too i think that justin and first of all i want justin to meet my mom i want i want to bring justin home with me oh my me. god that would be i would, to would be, be a fly on the wall truly honestly. because my mom and my sister and my dad and my brother they would all say something crazy and justin cannot hide his emotions at all and i would be there just to be like <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> this guy has no idea who he's marrying into. Whereas, like, my boyfriend is so stoic looking at all times and, like, never, like, he has the best poker face. And my parents and my siblings will say crazy things and they, he just looks, like, very, and I'm like, this is no fun. This is no fun. <laughs> Justin would be all over the place. And I think that would be hilarious. I love it. I would love to also bring Greg home. I think greg is a really sweet genuine guy i'd really enjoy bringing him home um i think or i would go to his home Mm -hmm. because we're not bringing him home we're we're going there Mm -hmm. let's see i would also bring home or go to andrew s's home big fan of andrew s so sorry i didn't like you in the beginning Mm -hmm. my b i'm so sorry and i know that he's been kind of annoying lately but trey would be my fourth pick I think Trey's a lot of fun. I think that Trey's insecure. But I think that he, like, there's a playfulness to him that he brings out a lot of the time. And I think that, like, that would be fun. He's very cute, but he's always in the middle of the drama. He is. He is. I find him really attractive, and I do like him. I just think that he's mildly annoying now that he got his... That moment with Katie where he talked to him about uh, Thomas. I will say out of the four of them, he would be the one that's not going to Fantasy Suites. I would bring Justin, Andrew, and Greg to Fantasy yeah. Suites. So I just, I like Trey, but he's a little big for his britches right now. Same thing with Hunter. I was I was so gung-ho with Hunter. I was like, this is, he's, he's growing on me. I like him a lot. And now I'm just like, God damn it, Hunter. Get it together. Yeah. Um, so I have a question for you guys. Do you have best worst dressed for this this episode? Oh gosh, best dressed goes I do. to Katie. I would say which outfit? Uh, the latex red dress. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Sam, okay. Sam, big Stunning. Sam. Okay. Um, worst dressed always goes to Connor B. Connor B. I, he's a that pro- Arizona ice T-shirt. Appropriating by fashion, Connor B. <laughs> so for me. I loved Katie's last red dress, oh. the one with the slit and the yeah. chainmail, because mm-hmm. that's just my bag. Yeah. Um, and I was not a fan of her blue dress that she wore on the date with Blake. Oh yeah, I didn't like that. It had a weird like belt with a wooden. Oh. Th- I just didn't like it. I don't even. Can I? Didn't do anything can I change my best dress? Yeah. Uh, Tasha Adams was best dressed. <laughs> oh my God, Tasha Adams! She was, uh, she was best dressed with her they, skin. They, <laughs> put, they put her in this boxy white 
suit that would probably look terrible on anybody else, but she looked so good. And I was like, I can't stop looking at this woman. Ephemeral. It's true. It's true. She was. But we always loved Tisha. She's always the best dressed. So, um, we have a guest, a guest, uh, co-host. Um, we normally do master trivia with Rachel, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, <gasps> Madison, no. and you on the spot, Emily, and I'm gonna ask you some trivia questions. Oh God! How do you feel about that? Feel good? I'm I've, nervous. I've proven I know next to nothing. Oh, it's just about this episode. <laughs> okay. 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 So no, make it about Bachelor history. I can do that. <laughs> These are um, really hard. Okay. So, uh, oh, okay. Fuck. First question is, what was the football move that was named after a bachelor event? Oh, oh, this one's called the fantasy, fantasy sweep. Correct. <laughs> fantasy sweep. You got it. Oh, you fantasy. It. Okay. Yeah. I said fantasy sweep, to be clear. I did. I said sweet. So oh, Maddie one it. for Madison. Yeah. None right. for Emily Bistro. Um, bystrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who did tackling drills with Katie? Madison? Hunter. Wham, 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 wham. I don't know their names. Okay. <laughs> I don't know any of the men's names. It is week five. <laughs> he specifically was like, I've got to do tackling drills with Katie. And that's why I wrote it. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> what is Andrew S.'s favorite animal? <gasps> Madison? The wolf. Oh, do you have an answer? He did. That was just the one that he, like, could do the sound effect of. I don't think he said that was his favorite animal. Oh, he did? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> one more to Madison. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not so. getting any sound effects, Sarah. I did do sound effects for that one. Madison gets another point. Thank you. Okay, so I like the respect of the sound effects. For the last one, I have many more, but we're just going to go with this one. For the last one, <laughs> we've I'm already talked about it. In this session, so, um, you know, if you don't get it, that's on you. Uh, what was the score before Katie called the game? <gasps> it was six to four. No, six to four. Okay, who had six, who had four? Uh, the black, black team, team had six, red team had four. Boom, 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 boom. Madison is uh, this winner. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 winner. She won the trivia. But, you know, we're just happy to have all of you because, honestly, the Batch League 3 are the real winners um, for having uh, good friends, good league, and great listeners. And Aww. speaking of the league and speaking of winners, we do have our top overall 10 for this week. If you're interested in following along with weekly points, we post them every week on Wednesdays um, on our Facebook page and our Instagram, not on our Twitter because it would be too many letters, and Twitter is weird like that. <laughs> so um, you can get the weekly scores for all 17 teams at The Batch League 3 on Facebook and Batch League 3 on Instagram. You can follow us. It's very fun. We post a lot of memes. It's really great. Um, and we also post these points, which is the most important part. But you can only get the overall scores so far on the podcast and i have them here right now so in first place we have jessica's team with 937 points unbelievable in second place we have the snail trail with 638 points in third place we have a bunch of gestures aka emily buys drags team at 570 points 
Then in fourth place, we have Here for the Right Reasons with 544 points. In fifth place, we have Anna's Murder Smile with 511 points. In sixth place, we have She Entertains Men for Money at 510 points. In seventh place, Minuteman with 509 points. Those Ugh. three right in a row. In eighth place, we have My Face is Professionality, a.k.a. co-host Sarah Hills. hey With 490 points. In ninth place, we have your favorite, Hashtag Team Claire, with 452 points. That's me. I'm Hashtag Team Claire. <laughs> and then in tenth place, we have The Buzz with 390 points. That is our top 10 for The Bachelor League. We have all of the social medias that you can follow us on. Um, that being Facebook, The Batch League 3. Um, on Instagram, Batch League 3. And on Twitter, we're Batch 3. Because why should anything ever match? Our branding! <laughs> our Gmail account is The Batch League 3, 3 spelled out T H R E E at gmail.com. You can send us funny memes. You can send us uh, your league points. You can send us your team names, your FNPs. Next week, we're going to be doing our midnight picks, which is our halfway point picks. Who's going to end up with Katie at the end of the season? This is anybody's Honestly, game, everybody. Tell us who you want to see go to uh, hometowns yeah. or fantasy suites. We want to hear from we you. We might even read them on the pod. And be listening. Um, dear listener, we do have a very, very, very special bonus episode coming at you soon called The Brutal Greg. This was written by Justin Pope. It is a monologue um, by a man who's never once watched The Bachelor but uh, feels very involved with both the podcast and our league for some reason. Um, he's is great. He's a dear friend and we love him very much. Thank you, Justin Pope. If you have fan art too, you can send that to thebachelorleague3 at gmail.com. We'd be happy to talk about it, post it on all of our social media sites, um, and uh, give you a shout out on the pod. Um, but this is the end of our podcast. Emily, thank you so much for coming. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Mm, um, always use condoms with a new sex partner. That's my only plug because I'm a sexual health expert, not, not really an artist. You're, <laughs> You're totally an artist. An artist. Okay. <laughs> um, but also that's very important and thank you for that. Until next time, my name is Maddie Sedler. I am Sarah, a lot of bravado, not a dark shadow, Hill. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.